Hello and welcome to the podcast. I am your host Donna. Join me as we deep dive into real and raw conversations about love, life, money and business. is a mum and a wife of six kids. She's an author. She's traveling the world, running a very successful business, working with leaders of leaders all around the world. And the thing that really blew me away about Kemery is that she really has this attitude of there are no limits. And spending the afternoon with Kemery, it really got me kind of stretching my thinking, both for myself and for my partner, Caleb. And so I really wanted to share that with the audience. Um, you know, particularly when we had first met you, some of the things that you'd shared with us was that you'd just come off Necker Island and that you'd been working with, you know, this really high caliber of people. And it really stretched my thinking and Caleb's thinking is around like kind of what is possible. So I just wanted to say big thank you for coming on and welcome to the podcast. Firstly, thank you. Love it. And I love the fact that you're getting out there doing this podcast because the more people doing it, giving yourself a voice, um, the more people can hear what you've got to say, but also the people that you bring on. So thank you. It's always a privilege to be on, you know, a podcast and, and just to really have a conversation. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you're doing at the moment? Yeah, sure. I think the biggest thing is to always remember, it doesn't matter if you're sitting at the table with amazing, you know, leaders of leaders to sitting at the front line of humanity. The reality is every single one of us is a human being. And I get to, uh, you know, kind of do some pretty cool stuff of looking at how can we create what I believe is what is needed going forward across the globe, but 100% for humanity, culture in businesses, companies or organizations, and uh, looking at how you can really massively accelerate the way that you scale your growth. And then of course, as you're doing that, looking at how are you bringing that impact and is, how's that impact is affecting or adding value to humanity going forward. Yeah. I think um, that was one of the things that really struck me about you when I first met you. You are like really real, raw, authentic, like seeing you around your family, you know, you're just this total powerhouse in business, but then I get to see you as, as just mum and, you know, as wife and it was really cool. Yeah. And I guess just to answer that question, wherever I, you know, sort of bit about my story was I didn't, I didn't start out being this amazing, you know, getting out there, having a voice and, and making a difference in the business world. In fact, I very much came from a background where it was, you know, you will never amount to anything. You're dumb because you think differently. And, uh, you know, there was a whole background of really total, I would end up being a statistic rather than a success anywhere or, or about helping other people, let alone myself. Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of people feel like that. Like a lot of people feel like they weren't really meant for anything or they're kind of stuck to what their surroundings are. I know for myself, certainly it was the case where I, I never was an A grade student ever. I was always the C's and D's and, you know, it was never expected that I'd be much more than maybe a receptionist or something like that. So I, I get what you're saying there. Totally. Yeah, and I think environment has a huge play in how we respond to that. And so for me, for many, many years, really up till the early 20s, I believed it. I didn't just hear it. People weren't just saying it, but I believed it. And I think that if I kept believing that as my story, I definitely wouldn't be doing what I'm doing across the world right now. So do you mind me asking, what is it that shifted for you in your early 20s that kind of got you to that space of, I need to shift something here. I need to think differently. Yeah. 
Of course, I'm an open book, so you can ask me anything on this podcast. Uh, because I think, you know, the thing that we have to be aware of is that the only way we're going to grow is if we ask questions and learn how other people have done it, figure out what is good about what they've done, and then figure out, hey, let's not do what they're doing that way because that's not going to do what I want, right? So asking questions is a great thing and something I really encourage in the work that I do. Here's the thing. When I was early 20s, you've got to understand that most people get excited when it's their 21st. I remember being invited to, it was the one and only party I've ever actually had in my life. And uh, someone else had put it on. It was a lot of people there that I didn't really, I wasn't connected to. And this is, a, here's a little secret for, for your podcast listeners that I don't really share. But I had, um, and this is this is why I hit the stage at, at 21. I hit my 21st. I've been married. I was separated and I had two children to my name I and I had always promised that my kids were never going to be brought up in the environment that I've been brought up they were going to realize they had something to offer this world but I realized that I was modeling exactly what was happening in my world was happening had been happening in my past and I became obsessed with going how do I change this pattern of what was my story to a new story and how do people out there become successful? Why do some really, you know, achieve amazing things and others achieve really little? And some are given it on a plate and fly. Others are given it on a plate and don't do anything with it. So what are those patterns of how people have made those decisions? And I literally became obsessed going, I am going to change this because if I look back when I'm 50, 100, one, I wouldn't have made it there because of the, just the destruction and the devastation that was happening in my world. And, and two, it wasn't what I wanted to leave behind as a legacy for my children. And I needed to look for what that would look like to change that. And that became a massive journey in who I was, in what I was doing in life and making sure that I was giving my kids a massive platform to springboard off to be who they are meant to be not causing grief in their world. And so when you started to make those shifts, what did you notice were the opportunities and things that started to present themselves as you started to shift that story and become this person? I would have people in my world that occasionally, like really older, wiser, smart people who would just go, there's something about you. You're here for a reason. There's things that you should be doing. And I was like, okay, like, I guess I hear what you're saying. I just don't know what that would look like. Mm -hmm. And I knew it's funny because from a very young age, even as a teenager where, you know, things were falling apart in my own world, I knew to give out to other people. So I, I, from a very young age, I worked with street kids, prostitutes, the low social economical people who really struggle to be given opportunities. And I just thought, you know, if I'm here, I'm obviously here for a reason to just use what I have just in my hand. It might be small, but I can use that and I began doing that what I realized was this was that lives were being changed when I was in the room but as soon as I was out of the room or not putting on the programs that I was involved in they would go back same patterns and I, I work with a lot of rough backgrounds street gangs young people who didn't have families and, and didn't know anything other than the world that they were literally living in and I was devastated because I realized all I was doing, just as I had done in my own life, was band-aid what was actually behind it all. And so that's where I really went into the layers going, you know, I remember the time I put myself in counseling and the counselor goes, you should be a counselor one day. And I was like, 
Oh. And then I researched, uh, you know, like how do people make these decisions and do these? And I studied for years um, and I still do billionaires and things like that because I'm like, well, how do they think? What are they thinking? What are the decisions they're making? And I realized over the years, the shift that I needed to do was make different decisions, have different results that I wanted, but wire my brain to a different decision. And that would then give me a different behavior. And of course, hugely different outcome and that was the massive shift but that's been a years and years of journey of going back to the drawing board test and measure and not getting it right failing at times and then getting back up and going no but this is where I want to go how do I get there and just keeping on going until you find what is that pathway that is the right pathway to get the result that you need and that has been you know the groundwork for the work that I do uh, across the globe now Wonderful. And so what do you find are some of the biggest challenges that you've faced as you've kind of had these moments of, I've had to go back to the drawing board or, you know, yeah. that didn't work, you know, because business, like I say this to my clients all the time, business is like throwing spaghetti in a wall and seeing what sticks sometimes. Like there's yeah, no- Yeah, which one's sticking? What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> you know, how come that worked? And this is, this is brilliant over here. And then, oh, look, I love that moment where you go, oh, this is awesome. I just created this and no one liked that, but they love the thing that you- you just got in your head as you're sweaty walking and you did a video and they go, oh, that was the best. And I'm like, oh, why? But that's the world we live in. And I think, I think the thing that is interesting is this, that when we, are, when we are living our real purpose in what we are doing, we are then having to figure out what is that real purpose that we're doing, right? And that doesn't happen overnight. That's a journey. And, you know, even when I started out in business and, you know, uh, I run a couple of companies now and one is the, my husband's the face of that, but that's, a, that's an interesting journey in itself and who you meet and it's with coaches and, and I know you know what that one's about. Um, and on the other side, I run this other organization that's working with global leaders and innovators and people who are influencers in their own right. What is interesting is that many are getting back to that point going, I was doing this, I had the platform, I had the voice, I was, you know, making a huge difference, maybe in the marketing world, maybe online, maybe, and what people are finding is this, the huge difference alone, when you have massive growth and you're able to influence and impact in a lot of ways, what happens is many go, actually what I've built isn't what I really want to leave behind as the legacy uh, and I always get clients, and it sounds a bit drab, but um, and a bit gruesome sometimes. But it's the most powerful thing I know is I say, you know, when you die and you're at a funeral and people are talking about you, yeah. you know, and and they're saying things about you. And I'd be going, Donna, what is it they're saying about you? Okay, so that's great, but what is it you'd want them to be saying about you? And I think that that is one of the biggest things that a lot of people have to get to a point. We often build these things and it's great because we see that's how other people are doing it. And what we need to learn to do is go, what is it we're meant to do? How do we build that? So it is a business or a, um, you know, so you're getting great growth, but it's also every day you're excited about getting up because you're making the difference that you're meant to. And that can be as a huge thing for one life at a time. And I think the, the things that get in our way is that, you know, we are, we are in a world that social media is so important. So if you've got lots of followings, if you've got lots of likes, you must be amazing and I must want to connect with you. No? Do you know what? You're probably doing it exactly how everyone else is doing it. What is interesting that those that are rebuilding, re-figuring out what it looked like to take it to a different level and innovate a new solution to the table, 
a lot of us haven't got the massive followings, but we've got followings because what we're doing is new. What we're doing is something that is not the normal. And because of that, we're getting different results to bring to the table. One of the biggest things is we get stuck in our biases. We go, well, that's how someone else has done it. Look at them. They must be amazing. We should be a part of their world doing it the same way. And we get stuck in our conditionings. The systems have been this way, so it must be right. No. Do you know what? The best way and the easiest way to keep learning and growing is to be able to pivot really quickly. If we yeah. keep doing it the old way, the old story, the same thing over and over again, it is not going to keep up with the changes there. And what is happening is amazing people who have built amazing companies uh, are at this point going, I'm not sure, but I know I have to pivot. And because it's been hard for them, because they've, they've done this and they know how to do that, it's like, what does that new look like? How do we innovate? And I think one of the, the biggest challenges as a human being is that we want to follow other people. We want to do it the same way as other people. Uh, we don't believe in ourselves and we wait for other people to tell us that you have it, you can do this and you can be whoever you want to be instead of just getting out there and doing it. So we are one of our biggest stops. Uh, our vision is one of our biggest stops. In other words, what is the actual result you want to bring to the table? Are you clear on that? What does that look like? And how will you actually create that? And, uh, you know, the last one is, I think is a massive challenge is that having the right people around you. Now, for years and years, I was listening to what people were telling me. And then I, I kind of, realize that because I think differently, that actually became the thing that was my, my strength, not my weakness, even though that I was told as a young girl, man, you don't, you don't think like that. You, your conversation's really different. We don't get you. We don't understand you. You're not like the others. Excellent. So then I had to become confident. What is it that I think differently about? What is it that I do? You know, I've got different results and it's been amazing, but like, how do you put that into ways that I can communicate it with anyone? And those were the things that I had to get over myself. And I think many people have to get over themselves. And the quicker you can do that, the quicker you can get the success that you deserve. And the world deserves to hear what you have to offer. There is so much of what you just said that I'm just sitting here and I'm nodding <laughs> my head for a second there. <laughs> no, it's just like you're reading like into my life or something as you're talking because there's so much that I can relate yeah. to, you know, so much of that. I don't really quite feel like I fit in anywhere because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not the same as everybody else. I don't have that same thought process of, yeah. you know, like one of the yeah. things that I did quite young was moving away from my hometown because I didn't want to fall into the trap of getting a mortgage early, having kids early or anything like that. I really desired yeah. something more. I didn't know what that was at the time, but I wanted something bigger. And yeah, it just... Mm. As you say that, it really resonates, truly does. And I think it does for probably a lot of the listeners, you know, the people who are going, mm. to, going to be listening to this because they're all visionaries. Mm. They're much like ourselves. Yeah. And I think it's so easy to go, oh, she's doing this amazing thing across the world, but not realize that she is a human being like anyone else, a human being that's had to figure out the challenges, not have the people. I, I, unlike everyone thinks. I have not had people cheering me in the background. I might have had one or two, but I've not had a lot of people going, hey, Kiri Marie, you can be whoever you want to be. We've got your back. We know exactly what you're wanting to do. And we, uh, what money do you need? How do you need, you know, who do you need? What are the, I, don't, I have not had that. But what I've had is a dream, a, you know, some seed in me that has gone, you know what, I know that I have something different to offer this world. And if I keep doing it the same way as everyone else, 
then I'm not bringing that gift to the world and I'm actually doing you a disservice by staying small. But for me to play big, what would that look like? How will that look? And what am I willing to do? So can I tell you, the more you're willing to say that, the more you're willing to put water on that seed and blow it up as a vision and something actually different out there, the more you have to be willing to learn, to grow, and to, uh, and to fail. I mean, I did a year and a half where my only goal, not grow anything, not do anything else, my only goal was to embrace failure. Why? Because in the past, if I had failed, there was massive consequences by people in authority. So failure became an absolute, it, there, was, there, was, there was an absolute root of fear around it because I didn't want to fail people. I didn't want to fail myself, but more importantly, I didn't want to fail people. And I certainly didn't want the consequences that usually came with failure. But in, if you're going to play big, you have to learn how to get back up again, get back up again, get back up again, get back up, dust off, to learn from those failures or those challenges that you may face and uh, go, oh, there was a reason I learned that. Now, what am I going to do with that? And, you know, that has been life-changing. I often say to the girls that I work with, like those perceived failures, because that's how I see them. I see them as perceived mm. failures are literally just the cornerstones to that next version of you, that next level of you. And I know that I've certainly experienced that myself where something hasn't worked out and I've had to work out, okay, why didn't that work out? How can I do that differently next time? And what am I meant to be learning from this so that I can improve it for that next version? Yeah. And yeah, like I found this... Yeah. And I found this like a lot, you know, like I, I had a, a, you know, an issue with a team member earlier this year and I realized that I didn't actually go through the processes I need to in that moment to take that team member on. And so then moving forward, I was like, okay, well, who do I want to be and who do I want to have on my team? And yeah. the whole entire thing changed. Now I'm like with this wonderful person on my team who I'm just like, she just does everything so amazingly well. And I realized that the first one wasn't a fail. It was just more so that I had to learn to be that person and learn to know exactly what I wanted. And yeah. I think like when you talked about the vision before, it really resonates. I don't think that a lot of people have vision for what their business is. Like I was saying to a client yesterday, yeah. she's like, I'm having, you know, I'm blocking money at the moment. And I said to her, well, what's your vision for your business? And she goes to me, I'd like to have $300,000 in my business. And I'm like, mm. cool. Why? Like, why do you want $300,000 in your business? What's the vision of that? Why are you speaking to these women on stage? What's the point? And she's mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Actually, I hadn't thought about that. So and here's the thing, that many people know that there is uh, problems. We, we know there's massive problems. We know that, you know, it might be in business where, uh, you know, you, you're working in the fitness industry. We know that obesity is an issue and... What is interesting is that many people know there's a problem. What they don't know is what is the solution to that problem. Mm -hmm. And I think that when people are growing a vision, you have to be so certain on what is the problem that you're actually seeing, you don't like, you don't want it happening. And then what is the actual solution you are bringing to the table? Mm -hmm. So it's easy for us to keep going to our default system because we see the problem but we're actually not seeing what the problem, um, the solution is to the table. And here's the thing, just because it's the solution and maybe you can see it, because there is such a major problem across the world or whatever it is, that probably other people haven't seen that as the solution to that problem. Mm -hmm. So A, you are now building a vision around something that you get it, you understand it, but you've now got to take people on that journey from problem 
to solution. This is not an easy journey and there's many challenges that can face you along that journey to get to from problem to solution. Here's one of the patterns that happen continuously. What we tend to do if we are going, so if it's a potential client coming onto that, you know, that journey with you from problem to solution, what that client will do is keep going to their default system. They've known what the problem is and that's causing problems in their business. They will keep going back to that problem because that is their default system. So mm -hmm. we have to rewire their brain to a different thinking going, this is what the solution is. But that journey is always going to have those tough times along the way. And what a lot of people forget is that you need really strong drivers to make sure that you can do that journey well. So here's the thing. My thing is I see across the world that uh, isolation is creating a major epidemic, what I call an epidemic across the globe, where the, in the world we are meant to be more connected, that we are meant to be collaborating and so much more. We are actually a lot of the time living in isolation and it's affecting a lot of the culture that's being built around the world. So here's the solution. The solution is collaboration. And we need to then take you from isolation to collaboration. And so for me, it's about creating these ecosystems, which I call a sustainable, scalable growth ecosystem in your company, right? To do that, I need to make sure that my drivers are strong enough for me to take you through this quite complex sort of uh, journey, right? And I need to make sure that I'm going to stick. So I do it through disruption, innovation, collaboration, and then contribution. So my drivers for disruption is that it's humanity. That's my driver for it. Why? Because I see across the world many who still don't have a voice, who still are not being able to advocate what they need to out into the world. And so for me, disruption means what are the patterns that are creating what's happening and how can we disrupt that and innovate a new solution? So then I move from disruption, right, to innovation going great. Now that we're aware, we need to take responsibility, look at a solution, make decisions and create, innovate a new solution to the table. You know, innovation is really important to me. What is my driver behind innovation? It's patterns. Why? Because if we go back to my old story, I saw the devastation when I was living in an old story. I look at my life now the new story of what I am doing now, what my children are able to do, my grandchildren are able to come into, and I go, this is motivation. So changing patterns is a massive driver for me. Once we change and we can't, you know, innovate that new solution, like I said, I believe collaboration is the solution to isolation. So then we've got to be able to scale that and impact the world in a way that is um, going to be beneficial to you, a win-win, and a win-win to people who come into your world. And so my driver there is culture. So in other words, the culture is that the only way we are going to be able to collaborate is if we create a culture that is around collaboration. So culture is extremely important to me and my work. And, and so my driver, you know, to keep collaborating. And then favorite, contribution. And that is, that is global. That's a sustainable solution, not just a now solution that fixes a problem for now, but it's a sustainable solution that is going to create for the generations to come. So why is that so important? And why do I just strong stick on from disruption, innovation, collaboration to contribution and my drivers being, you know, humanity, culture, patterns and sustainable global sort of aspect to it? Why? Because it gets tough on us when you have a big vision. It gets you don't have people going, hey, that's awesome. I love what you're about. Because mostly when you're starting out on a big vision, 
people don't get it. People mm. don't understand your thinking. They're not your massive followers, likes and all that on social media. So you've got to know what is going to drive you to make sure that you can then get that vision happening. And so I think vision is just, you cannot move on. You know, well, we don't get in a car to a new place and put in the GPS wherever you want, whatever <laughs> you want to do. You know, we go, this is where we want to go. So why would we do that more? A, with our life and then those that we are going to affect out there. So sorry, that was the long-winded answer, but it is so important. And I love that you kind of went into the why of all of those things, why they're so important, because yeah. a lot of the time we don't know what our why is. Like, why is this thing important to me? What's the vision for that thing? Like, I really love how you broke that down. Yeah, well, that's because I'm kind of geeky and we go into patterns. And, <laughs> and those patterns, actually, the more that you understand how they work in your world, the better and quicker you are at making the right decisions fast. And that to me is the key to success. Yeah, I must admit, I'm a geek in that way too. <laughs> Caleb and I actually <laughs> sit there and we watch those um, trashy TV shows and we sit there and we're picking out the code of human behavior. You know, oh, that's happening because oh, of that. my favorite. Oh, me too. <laughs> so you mentioned a little bit earlier about leaving a legacy and what people yeah. might say, you know, at your funeral. And I actually use that often as well with my clients, you know, where I'll say to them, Beautiful. you know, what do you think that people will say about you? And I'm curious, what do you think that it is or what would you like for people to be saying about you and the legacy that you've left? Yeah, I guess, I guess the biggest thing I want, beside everyone else, what's important to me is family. I want my kids to be proud of their mom and go, if I can be just a, you know, here's a, here's a little moment. So Ethan was very, very ill and you've met Ethan. Uh, he's had an, a, you know, like huge journey in his health. And, you know, he was born and, you know, wasn't meant to survive birth, let alone uh, do the journey of life. And he's 19 now doing amazing things. And I, I remember one time and this was this was one of those life and death moments where he had come out of an operation. Basically, they were sending me home with him saying he's not going to come you know, back alive because they had not been able to achieve it in the hospital. But I just knew there were ways when you set a goal. The goal is not that it's ever an impossible or possible goal. It's just a goal that you've got to find the possible pathway to. And I did the same thing with my son. And I remember, you know, he had been on these really heavy drugs. He couldn't walk at all. And one day he, I took him to therapy. I put him in the, in the car and it was the first day he had stood up on his walker. And I took a photo of that moment. And I took him, put him back in the car, took him home, put him in bed, you know, pulled up the bed covers. And I said, Ethan, I took a photo of you today when we were in physio. And I showed it to him. And I said, when, when I took that photo, what were you thinking that moment? Because you've got to understand that photo was this, this face of determination. And just he was going to get up on that walk and no matter what. Do you, he didn't flinch. And he looked at me and he goes, Mama, he goes, I know that you know what I'm going through. And I have seen you get up. And he said, because of that, I too can get up. Do you know that is what it's about? Yeah. If my son, if my children can get back up, get out there and do what they're meant to do, then I'm doing it right. If those that are my clients are getting back up, getting out there, doing what they're doing, meant to be doing and playing it big, then I'm doing the right thing. If I'm able to disrupt some of the patterns that I, what I believe is ruining it for humanity across the globe, and I can shift it by just even a little, then I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing. 
And I don't necessarily know how that all looks or what it is. I just have a willingness and a heart and a vision. And I know what I'm meant to be doing. And hopefully that that is the outcome from it. I could feel the passion as you were talking. Like I could really <laughs> feel it was actually bringing tears to my eyes. <laughs> yeah, right. But that's how passionate, if we are to do it different, if we are to play at this bigger level, and scale it in such a way that it's not just building. You know, the thing that I have with my clients is this, that they don't come to me to build more of their kingdom. They're coming to build more of, if I am more successful, I have more of a voice, I can influence, I can use that platform to bring a bigger impact. How do we do that? And I love that because, you know, there's enough people trying to build what they're building and, and you know, and that might be important to them. But when it's not just about you, oh, the growth that you can have, the impact that you can make is unbelievable. And it's such a privilege to be on the journey. And yeah. To be a part and I believe that a real leader isn't just a leader who is out for themselves. A real leader is somebody who is building other leaders. And I don't just mean that in the business or corporate space, but I mean in, mm. in life. Like if you can help other people to be a leader in their life, like that is just such a huge achievement. I truly believe in my heart of hearts. And isn't that just bringing humanity back to leadership? Yeah. I think, you know, it's funny because I, I love leadership, but I'm not all stuck in leadership because actually there's quite a, a thing within leadership right now where a lot of people are hating the word leadership. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, because I think in the past it has created a platform that has kind of got some bad taste to it. And that's why I go back to if we are to make difference as leaders in the, in the space of leadership, then it's got to be this culture that is 100% for humanity because when we bring humanity back into it, that's what people are actually needing to follow or be a part of or connect with. And, you know, as a leader, what we are doing is just creating spaces where it is safe for others to then lead and to make the impact that they need to. The reason I love working with leaders of leaders in that way is this, that I know that I can work with anyone doesn't matter if you're at the front line of humanity or top decision tables. I don't care. Yeah, I love it because you're all human. But what I realized was if I could have, you know, have an impact at top decision tables where big decisions were being made and then that was having a domino effect of what's happening on the front line of humanity, I would be able to make a difference. And I think as leaders, we have to know where is the biggest place that we can help create a safe space for more and more people not to become little, like I never want. You know, one of the things is, and I think this is kind of the benefit of my background, no one ever wanted to be like me in that way because I was so weird, so unique. And so I never created something so that people could be like me. Yeah. But I wanted what, what I wanted to create a space where people can learn the things that I've learned that have helped me get where I am so that you can then go out to your world and make a bigger impact and impact more people. And I think the best leaders are those that are willing to create a safe space for people to be the best them mm -hmm. and then go and because it doesn't matter if you're the single mom, it doesn't matter if you're the uh, small business uh, retail face-to-face -face person, it doesn't matter if you're running a huge corporation. What matters is that you keep it, that humanity is the face of it and that each time you're having a touch point with someone, you are changing your world. And the more we are doing that, you change yours, I change mine, others do it and we collaborate in that way we are actually going to bring a whole different culture across the world.
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And in fact, actually, it's funny you answered one of my questions within, like, within all of that because I was going to ask mm. you, you know, why, what is it that actually drives you to want to work with leaders of leaders? But yeah. I think you kind of answered that within this question in terms of, you know, if you can help to shift things from that very high level, then it just filters yeah. through. Yeah, and I think here's the, here's the thing about that is this, that as we as we can make different decisions at top decision tables that then filter out and into other places, these can be quite complex ideas. And so some people go, I love what you're doing. It's awesome. Love the whole concept. Wow, 100% for humanity. You know, this culture about like, I'm just, you know, over here building a small business and here. And I go, you know what? Every single, whether you're at top decision tables or at the front line of humanity doing whatever it is, each one of us, myself included, we can keep shifting the dial. So here's the big thing that I've been doing a lot of, and I challenge any of your listeners to come on board with this as well. And that is what I'm calling the 1% movement. And what I'm saying to everyone I talk to is this, from what we've talked about today. So let me do it with you. And then it shows exactly. So Donna, from what we've talked about today in this, in this podcast, so what's the one thing you'll, you can do now to shift the dial forward by 1%. Because imagine if everyone was doing their 1%, right? Mm. Honestly, I think, and this is interesting because I wasn't expecting to be on the other side of this today. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to my world. (laughs) Um, But I'm going to roll with it. So honestly, there's a couple of things that I've been holding myself back from doing recently, like in terms of reaching out to particular people and actually backing myself to know that I could help at that higher level. Um, So I think that the one thing that I am going to be doing after today, and I make this commitment to you now, so it's on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> and everyone across the world, beautiful, love we'll hear it. it, is to reach out to those people so that I can actually start making that difference on that high level. Because for me, like, and I was explaining this to that client that I was talking to you about yesterday, mm-hmm. it's not actually about making the million dollar business. I know I don't need that for my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Caleb and I sat down, we worked out exactly what we need for yeah. our lifestyle to be happy. But the reason for me wanting to be that million dollar coach is because I know at that level I get to go and help people on a bigger level, you know, and it's not just building leaders, which is, you know, what I'm doing at the moment within my work, but also I'd love to go and extend that out to the things that I'm really passionate about, which is helping women who are in domestic violence situations and, you know, who end up in that space of homelessness and that sort of thing. Um, I would love to help those people. And I can only do that by stretching myself. So that is my commitment. (laughs) Okay, cool. So here's the thing, right? So now you know what it is that you want as your shift. What is the one thing you're going to commit to that's going to put a habit into your life or put a, uh, you know, that you're going to say each week, I'm going to shout out to two people and those two people are going to be working towards that. So you actually need to then put it into going, well, what's the one thing you're going to do that you're going to commit to? We're all listening to it going, because we know that Donna is going to then be able to, you know, make this difference in what you just said. Um, so how will that look like? Will it be you're reaching out once a month to certain people or is it a weekly thing? What would it look like? It's three people a week. There we go. Three people a week and you're going to commit to that and that's going to be the one thing that's going to shift your dial forward by 1%. Love that. See how simple, right? Here we've gone from this big complex, creating 100% for humanity. We're changing it. We want sustainable ways. We want all this sort of thing, right? But you just proved again that we can just do one thing, shift the dial by 1%. 
and everyone did our 1%, we could actually change what are global issues across the world, big decisions being made. And a lot of people are going, oh, it's so big. I just don't know how to do it. I don't know what to do to make a difference. Mm -hmm. um, but we can all do it. And it doesn't matter who we are, what, our, what we're doing out in the world, we can make a difference. And I think leadership is that, that when we create a safe space, that there can be some sort of change that can occur then that is what a leader should be doing, could be doing and needs to do. And we need to change that because it's going to look uh, different to how leadership was in the past. So thank you for playing on that because it's just so much easier. And is it okay if I add you to my wall that I'm putting together, it's going to be online, uh, where you literally, we want to put everyone's one thing that they're doing to shift the dial by 1% so that it's an accountability wall. And then anyone that wants to can also go, oh, I love what Donna's doing over there. Um, I want to support her in getting her one thing as well. So it's a collaborative uh, venture as well. But anyway, that's kind of what I'm working on, which is kind of fun. And it's been working lots offline and now I'm trying to bring it online as well. I would love to be part of that. Honestly, Excellent. I would. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> See how cool that is. Like it's just in something that can be so complex and things like a vision can be sometimes so overwhelming, let alone for ourselves, but for anyone that wants to come and join and be a part of that. And we just need to make it simple and make the first step really easy for people to connect to. And I think if that's one of the biggest lessons I can leave for your, you know, the people that work in, you work with in your world and the podcast listeners here is that, you know, just you need to get that vision right, that you need to know what that's going to look like in your scale on that and how much you want to play. Like if you want to play at the small level or big level, whatever that looks like, that's okay. And the impact that you bring. But if you can just bring it back to the simple and go, what's the first touch point so that people can learn how they can come on the journey with you. It actually reminded me, and this is going to sound funny, but it reminded me of there's this episode on how I met your mother and the guy goes to the girl, you know, what is your vision? Like, what do you want to do in this world? And she's like, I want to end poverty. And he's like, okay, so every single thing, every decision that you make from this time onwards is yeah. to end poverty. And what you did just then really reminded me of that. <laughs> oh, I love that. I've never seen that episode, but I so get what you're saying there. And I think that's, you know, it's a bit like that GPS. When we have a vision that we're working towards, you know, we don't always know how that's going to fold out. We don't always know which pathway. And sometimes we have to change that pathway to get to the end destination. Mm -hmm. uh, but we can, uh, you know, the more we focus in on something that becomes what I call in our DNA. And so your one thing needs to get in your DNA. And what you'll find is you'll start building towards that and you will play at a bigger level because of that. So that's what's exciting about it. And I think, you know, again, if we go back to something I said earlier, it's easy to see what a problem is. What is not easy is seeing where the solution is and uh, then rewiring our body to keep going to the solution rather than the problem. What I'm doing is rewiring your brain to go, hey, this makes it so simple to go to that solution now. And all it's going to do is, you know, committing to this one thing by, you know, speaking to three people. Um, you know, that's, that's how simple it is to rewire our brain and then get different DNA happening. Yeah. And I think you're right. Like that's a really big one in society is, you know, looking for the problem rather than the solution and being part of the martyr club of I've got all these problems as opposed to I've got all these solutions. Let's rock out yeah. and just enjoy a real cool life together. So, and the reality is I don't have all the solutions. I was talking to a guy who does, he's my director of connections and uh, I've got communications and I've got connections. But what I love about it is this. And um, when we had a conversation, we, we have a big call once a week. And uh, one of the things I said was, 
we don't have to come to the table with all the solutions. Like there's a lot of industries I work with. I don't get, I've never worked in the medical industry, but I can tell you, I know a lot of things about the medical industry. I, I get to work with so many different people across many different industries. The reason that it doesn't matter is because I know the questions to ask because I know the patterns of the solutions to bring to the table when we get there. And I'm just pulling out of people what is already, what they know what the solution is to that result. And all I need to do is ask the right questions so that they know, ah, that's the solution we can come to and do at the table. And I'm not the one who's having to tell them what the solution is. It's just I'm really good at being able to pull out the right things so people then know, oh, that's the solution we need. This is the problem that we're seeing. We need to get to the solution. What have, and then, um, you know, giving them the strategies to get there. And I think that's where a lot of people get think that, oh, we not only need to know the problem, we need to know the solution. So that means now we know every solution to the table. No, not at all. But I believe you need to, the right lenses in which you ask those questions that you bring to the table. And that is what is more important, is the lens that in which you ask those questions, because then the right solution for you can be put on the table. Yeah. And that kind of goes back to, I remember that being some of the more basic principles of coaching is one, trust your client has a solution already within them. And two, you don't necessarily need to be doing more work than your client. Like your questions are leading yeah. them to the space of having that solution that they already have within them. But it's such a, it seems so simple, those two things. And I think, you know, we overcomplicate it and we think that we need to yeah. know everything and we, we don't. As you said, you it's know, so to... funny when you say that's the principles of coaching. I've actually never done coaching background at all. I <laughs> just looked at the ways of, it's funny because people go, are you a coach? Are you a mentor? You know, I've had people, are you like a doctor or a psychologist or anything? And I go, I probably do all those things. What I am good is that I mastered the, the patterns of decisions. And that is just one way that I figured out was a pattern of decisions was instead of trying to tell people to this is the decision you should make and this is, you know, the solution that it'll bring is actually going, well, what do you see as a problem? What do you see as a solution? And let's figure out some strategies that you know will work. Because guess what? When we know it in our DNA, when we know and we believe it, we actually will get out there and get that result. And that is just so much more, you know, I get caught into a couple of emergencies at, at times and they are pretty life and death threatening emergencies and you know one time it was involved with a gun and you've got to know that you are able to help them to wire to those patterns in their brains really fast and make a really good decision and within two hours he was going home knew that he had a beautiful wife and, and a future and a hope and that is how powerful our brain is to the patterns that we are wired to but it's also how powerful we can change what we are wired to to change our story and have you know an amazing story and each one of us has a story and it depends what decisions you make to how that story is going to you know fold out as you as you uh, roll out as you move into the future yeah i agree and i think it also depends on how attached you are to that story as well like are you willing to let that story go or are you really like just holding on to that for dear life because <laughs> sometimes but here's I the thing with attachment right like attachment's an interesting thing because we get attached to something because that's what we know yeah. we don't know what we don't know but that's an excuse and i that's one of my things with disruption right is we cannot use uh we don't know that we don't know as an excuse because we are going to create awareness around anything and as soon as you've got an awareness is a responsibility to do something with what you know and uh, and I so I think attachment becomes an excuse that we is our default system 
because that's what we know and we keep going back to what we know. And as humans, we do not tend to want to go towards pain. And even though this pain might be still painful, it's pain that we know. And so sometimes when you've got to go from through that growth journey to the solution, there is pain involved. And when it's pain that we're not sure of or know, do you know what? There are other people that are sure of that, know how to get you through it and will help you on that journey. So it's an excuse for any of us to go back to our default system because all of us are on a learning, just as you and I are on a learning curve. You know, we don't know all the answers. And the thing that I always say, the day I'm not happy with what I'm doing, who I am, what, you know, is the day that I have stopped learning and gone, oh, I've arrived. I yeah. never, ever want to think that I've arrived. And I think as a leader, there is always a risk, and I see it a lot with leadership, that egos get into play. Mm -hmm. People think that they've got it all, that you've got the only answers. I don't believe that at all. And, in fact, uh, the more I travel the world as a nomadic, you know, CEO and founder is the more I realize there is just so much I don't know. Yeah. And I want to learn and I want to, you, you know, uh, get immersed in a lot of the culture around the world because the way they do things, the way they think is so different. Why? Because that's been their environment and it's not been mine, but I need to understand that so that I can keep growing and be of more service to the world. And I think if we can always do that, uh, you know, have this willingness to keep learning, to keep growing and to, you know, have different people at the table, it is going to be a much better world. Yeah. I know our listeners can't see this, but I'm like moving my head up and down like a bubble dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One, one of those dogs in the back of the car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's very funny. I couldn't agree more. Well, I just want to say thank you very, very much for, for being on the show and for taking the time out to share all of your insights with us. I really, really do appreciate it a lot. You're yeah. so welcome. Where can um, everybody find you and see the work that you do and, and yeah life-changing stuff that you're doing one of one of my favorite places is probably in our facebook group the leaders movement.com facebook group uh, what is interesting is a lot of people are personal messaging me when they're in that group but i'd love more people actually more involved in the in the flow of the group um, often leaders influencers things like that people doing amazing things don't want others to realize that maybe they need the support maybe they want backing up maybe they need and uh, I have a lot of people following me on social media and then personal messaging me going help you know and so I'm actually probably the least social media kind of person that um, out there I don't have a lot of following but I am easy to connect with on LinkedIn Facebook all that sort of thing Hopefully by the time you get this out, we will have a spot also that you can go to the 1%movement.com and come on board with that because I think that's going to be a good touch point to see how, you know, others can come in and make a difference in their world, no matter who you are and what you're involved in. And uh, But yeah, the leadersmovement.com Facebook group is always a good good connection point and, you know, we just want to help, help people to uh, scale their growth and accelerate their impact in, you know, that's by collaboration. So yeah. let's collaborate on your journey as you're doing it. Yeah, and I think like posting into the group as well rather than PMing you because let's be honest, like you said, yeah. you're human. You can't deal with all yeah. these messages. I know, um, but it's like people don't want to do it because it's like, and there's amazing people in the Facebook group and uh, on my social media, even just in my profile. Um, I'm maxed out with all my friends and everyone keeps saying, oh, I can't be your friend and things. I'm like, well, come to the Facebook group or come <laughs> other places. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm anywhere and everywhere and not really everywhere as well. So, you know, um, 
a lot of the time was building up a, I was like the secret sauce in what I did. And I realized that if I'm to play at a bigger level, I need to be able to hit it across the thing. So we will have a lot more on, on out there online. Uh, it's just pretty basic right now. So yeah, but hopefully you can at least connect on some of those ones. Yeah. Brilliant. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time and yeah, have a, have a wonderful day. We'll speak to you soon.